Welcome to Season 2 of Your Daily Chocolate, where you'll continue to get funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspiring people. You made this podcast one of the top 25% most shared podcasts globally and top 25% most followed. Nice to know that good news is appreciated, and Patty's committed to delivering the antidote to all that negativity. Like chocolate, this podcast is meant to make you feel good, and it's good for you. Enjoy. Lots of people ask me when I tell them I host a podcast called Your Daily Chocolate, whether it's about chocolate. And the answer is always, no, it's bite-sized stories that make you feel good. Well, today's a little different because it really is all about chocolate. I'm thrilled to have Glenn Gardone, who is the president of Red Chocolate and in charge of all the distribution in the U.S., as my guest today. I tried Red Chocolate, and let me tell you, it is my new favorite. I can honestly say that. Uh, And their tagline is, all of the pleasure and none of the guilt, which makes it that much better. So make sure you listen all the way through, because at the end, we've got a promo code if you want to try it and get 10% off. Uh, And they really are the best people to work with, too. I've ordered it for other guests, and boy, they're on it. Their customer service is uh, A number one. So I hope you enjoy a little time talking about chocolate. Glenn, welcome to your Daily Chocolate. I am thrilled to have you here and be actually talking about chocolate. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I always love talking about chocolate. Well, no kidding. It's your livelihood now. But you you haven't been in like food for your whole career. I mean, you've come to the chocolate company kind of a unique way. Tell me about that. What's interesting. So I've been in what we call consumer packaged goods for 30 years. Now, I think about it, it's been a long journey. I know I only look 27, but believe it or not, I didn't start at seven. But no, so I've been in the business. I'm ex-Kellogg, ex-Pepsi, and I've been in finance and sales and marketing, different pieces. And through my journey, I actually, about 15 years ago, started in what I guess people would call private equity, where you have a great idea and you build it up to a certain level and then somebody larger can come in, pick it up and uh, make it bigger and better and greater and more people can get it. So I've been doing that for quite a few years and uh, was with an organization and actually uh, sold it and wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was traveling 200,000 miles a year on an airplane, for home. I traveled globally. I've lived in the Middle East. I've been fortunate enough to be in many different uh, areas in the world and getting to meet some amazing people and some idiots too, but mostly amazing, <laughs> which they're, believe me, they're all over the world. Take my word for it. Where it's not just in America, I promise you. But no, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And so Red was owned by two families, both master chocolate makers. And I had known about Red because I had been a fan of Red. See, so as we talked earlier, I'm a type two diabetic, so I can't eat regular chocolate. It'll wipe me out, needless to say. So You know, I'm always on the search of something really good. And when I find it, I hold it like it's my own. And so I found Red over in London while I was on my travels and fell in love with it and probably was eating it for close to two years. And I get a call from the ownership group saying, hey, we're thinking of coming into the U.S. and we're going to expand. They were in about 17 countries at that point. Uh, Now we're in 28 countries uh, four years later. But uh, they said, hey, we're thinking of coming to the U.S. Would you mind, you know, talking to us? Your name's popped up a lot. Again, been doing it a long time. And so I met with them and uh, it was a four hour meeting 
And the first three and a half hours, I spent explaining to them why they didn't want to come into the U.S. market. You know, the back really? of my yeah, the U.S. market for it's while it's one of the most amazing consumer markets in the world, it's also one of the toughest. And that's from just uh, from how to delivery to shelf, the way to talk to consumers, how to get your message out, just all the different pieces. And it's a lot different than everywhere else in the world. And uh, it's not that old square peg round hole. I'm going to make this work thing. And so after about three and a half hours, uh, the person who was one of the representatives of the two families, who now is one of my best friends, she said, are you done? I said, yeah, I'm done. She said, okay, so when do you want to start? And I just looked at her and shook my head and went, oh my God. I'm listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I said, you know what? Here's the thing of it, guys. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a huge fan of red chocolate. If you want to do this, we'll do it, but we're going to do it right. And I actually took the first six months building the team that would quote unquote Americanize red chocolate. So getting the supply chain, the person that runs my global supply chain, she's been with me for probably over a decade. My head of marketing's been with me a long time, finance team. So just getting all those pieces in place so that we could launch. And the funny thing is, Patty, we launched five months before a global pandemic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, actually. That's probably Germany. great timing though, because people needed chocolate during the pandemic, right? We just had to remind them of chocolate. And the thing of it is getting the message out. It's funny because I was actually in uh, Germany. There's a big worldwide show out there called ISM. And uh, my wife had come out towards the end of it because we were going to go spend a couple of days, you know, bouncing around a little bit in Europe because we don't get that often to spend, you know, that kind of time together. And uh, we were sitting in a hotel in Amsterdam and uh, we're sitting there, we're watching a little TV. It was in the night. And my wife says, you know, I heard there's a flu going around. I went, Hello, who cares? There's always a flu going around. What's the right. big deal? I heard it's pretty bad. I'm like, really? And because I wasn't doing my thing and in business. And so I hadn't really been paying attention. And all of a sudden we put the news on and they're talking about how parts of the world are beginning to shut down. And I looked at my wife and I went, you know what? We better get home. And we got home about five days before they shut the USA border. So we got home just in time. Oh my and goodness. The whole world changed around us. But we, we have an amazing team that said, you know what, we're going to live through this because I've got a lot of good friends uh, that are in business that didn't make it through the pandemic. They just right. couldn't. And so we were one of the fortunate ones. We grew twice as fast as we expected. And again, I think the saving grace for us was my supply chain manager who came to me about three months before everything started. And she told me, she said, Glenn, look, I'm seeing something really wonky out there. I said, what are you talking about? She said, yeah. I can't get containers like I always do. Containers are increasing in price rapidly. All these things. I think we should double up our inventory. Now, remember, our product is only good for so long. So we're constantly rotating it. Right. So I told, I said, I said, Sharon, I said, if I do this, two things. Number one, you could, we could drop the company here because this would be so much money and I can't get out from underneath it. Are you sure? And she said, I'm positive. I think we should do it. So I said, okay, I, I trust you. Let's do it. And thank God she said that because during the beginning when everything was shut down, we still had plenty of product and we were able to get through that whole time and get back up and running and everything was good. So it's been a wild ride, but it's been a lot of fun. Wow. And so you were telling me earlier how many stores that you're in now in the U.S. You're not just yeah. an online presence. Tell me which stores those right. are. So we're in about 12,000 store doors across the United States. And if you go to our store, so I'll do one plug. So if you go to Red, there's what's called a store finder tab. Click on that, you type in your zip, but we're in drug, 
we're in mass, uh, we're in retail grocery, we're on every military base. Like you said, e-commerce, we do a really robust business, but we're also the number one chocolate sold on the Home Shopping Network, which is one of our great partners. We've been uh, number one for three years now. We're on about every four to six weeks we go on. And it's funny, we we, we go on and then we'll do 16,000 orders in eight minutes. And in 24 hours, all of those orders are out going to people. So wow. it's uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. So the, the system we've put in place is uh, second to none. We had to. Yeah. And I mean, chocolate makes everybody happy, right? I mean, I if somebody doesn't like chocolate, that's, you know, that's like saying they don't like animals. I really wouldn't trust them. Uh, but you know, it's true. You're absolutely right. And that's probably one of the greatest things that I have. So like you said, I, I'm ex-Kellogg's. So I sold or marketed a lot of things that big deal. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you do your job, you collect your paycheck. With chocolate, we create memories. I yeah. mean, it's that simple. We, I tell people all the time, you go out and you buy a shirt. Well, that's a personal choice. What kind of color and look, how's yeah. it hang, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When you start to talk about things that you put in your body, that's even more personal. Yeah. So we like to call people who, because we're not transaction. We, we're part of the Red family. Yeah. And we love people becoming part of our family. And we talk to 3 million people every single month. And it's just great to hear the stories from people. And it's funny, you got to, I'll tell you a quick story. This is one of my, <laughs> so we're on, I'm on the home shopping network. And of course you've got your phone off. You, you don't want to ring when you're in the middle of, you know, being on TV. And so I was talking with the host and we're having a good time and enjoying some chocolate and we were drinking some wine and you know, uh -huh. like times. And so we finished up and I walked off the set and of course turned my phone on and there's a text from my office give us a call. And I went, oh, okay. So call the office. I was talking to somebody here and they said, hey, we got a phone call. Uh, and her, first, her first name was Beth. And I still remember her first name. And she said, Beth so-and-so called. I'm like, who is that? She I don't know. She just asked if you can give her a call. I'm like, okay. So she gives me the number and I, I call, hi, Beth, this is Glenn Gardone. She goes, no, it's not. I said, yeah, Beth, this is Glenn Gardone. How can I help you? This is the Glenn Gardone that was just on TV. Yeah, Beth, this is the Glenn Gardner that was just on TV. She said, you just cost me chocolate. I said, excuse me? She said, we just were, my girlfriend and I are sitting here. We saw you on TV and you said, yeah, I talk to people all the time. And I looked at my girlfriend and said, he doesn't talk to anybody. There's no way he calls people and talks to them. And here you are. And I said, well, how did you lose chocolate? She said, I bet my friend a box of red chocolate. Now I have to go buy it for her. I said, well, buy two. And I want you to send me one too. <laughs> I so love it. So, but that's how we are here. Yeah. It takes time to write us a note or call. Of course you want to talk to them. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. Luckily for us, nine times out of 10 is good, but you always get that one every once in a while and we'll talk to them too. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I don't think chocolate makes people happy. There can't be a downside, but you just <laughs> brought one up. It costs people <laughs> losing a bet. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. It's at this point in my career, I never thought I'd get lucky again. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I've been very fortunate. I'm very blessed, but the opportunity, they, I get called everything from Willy Wonka to the chocolate guy. And, and it's all good. It's yeah. all good. That's fine. Whatever you want to call me, just don't call me late for dinner. That's, That's all right. I ever yeah. <laughs> but um, let's talk about red a little bit. I mean, it's a different chocolate. You mentioned being a type two diabetic. It mm -hmm. it has no added sugar, right? Yeah. Gluten-free. Yeah. Kosher. Right. Yeah. So Keto-friendly, all that kind of stuff. But it actually, it tastes really good. You're not, I, I love your tagline, all the pleasure and none of the guilt. 
because that's, that's true. Really, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's what we're about. So you're right. Being a type two diabetic, I, I have to watch everything. And so being able to work, Red is like one of my kids at this point. I just yeah. had a simple, I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed to have two wonderful boys. And, and now I've got a third <laughs> child. And, um, you know, Red, so we're produced only in our facilities, as we were saying earlier. We don't go outside our facilities because we want to control everything. Again, having multiple generation master chocolate makers from when we pr pick the, when we work with our, our partners on the beans, being able to grade the beans properly all the way through the process and controlling it. We're BRC global certified. And so there aren't but a lot of- What's that mean? There. So that is the highest certification that you could possibly get when it comes to the safety and security of the products. If I was to take you to, to one of our facilities, a facility that produces our chocolate for the USA, you ever see the pictures where the people are dressed in full white from yeah. head to toe and booties yeah. and all? That's our facility. You like hazmat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go through a clean room that I have to get dressed and then I'm allowed on the floor in certain areas because to get to other areas, you have to go to a separate clean room. So. It's, we have everything all the way through the, through our COVID protocols. And so it's important to us because we want the safety and security, because again, it's such a personal thing when you decide to bring red into your life to create memories with red, we want you to be safe and we want you to be satisfied. And that's important to us. So that's why we went for this specific rating because we want to make sure everything's okay. And the fact is we are a worldwide company, so we have to ensure that everything is done to proper protocols. And so, you know, we go through that. But of course, as you said, all of our products are kosher, gluten-free, non-GMO, because we want to do it right. But yeah, you could throw a bunch of junk in, you could throw palm oil in, but that's what makes junk. And we're not junk. It's that's that simple. And all of our products are Weight Watchers friendly, all of our darks are keto friendly. And it wasn't as though we set out to say, oh, we're going to make a keto chocolate. We set out to say, we're going to make a really good chocolate yeah. and we're not going to put the things in that you don't need. Yeah. I mean, it was that simple. And so it took three years. It's funny. I actually, there's, I'm always 10 feet around me. There's all kinds of chocolate and uh, our newest chocolate, which I love to show. So this is actually our uh, oat milk. This is our 100% vegan. This is the 123rd recipe of this vegan that I finally approved and we went through. So it's not as though we slapped things together and it was everything from tweaking the orange to tweaking the almonds, making the almonds larger, smaller, and just going through the process till we got something that I said, you know what, this is amazing. And so now we've launched that back in June and it's been on a tailor, which is awesome. And you know, you, you hope to do good. And really, Patty, the only way you can ever tell is if consumers look at it and go, yeah, this is good. I get it. I like it. And so it's pretty cool. when. When you get those kind of emails and say, we were at a, a show a couple of weeks ago and there was a, a big, large company. They shall remain nameless. <laughs> uh, and they, they launched uh, their version. And we had uh, one of the buyers for one of the major retail stores uh, uh, at our booth. And she said, hey, I just want to let you know, I just went and tried their, their oat milk. I said, yeah, it was. And she said, it tastes like wallpaper paste. And I oh, just- no. Yeah, I was like, really? She goes, well, and she goes, if you didn't tell me yours was vegan, I wouldn't even known. She goes, wow. that they, she goes, I want to take one of your bars, bring it over to them and say, hey, why don't you make something like this? If they can do it, you certainly can do it. Yeah. So just those kind of things. When you get to be part of that and that becomes part of your culture and the history of Red, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty yeah. awesome. How can I be a taste tester for all those 120 different uh, versions? <laughs> well, 
It's funny. So years ago, so some of them are really good. Some of them, you don't want to be a tennis okay. <laughs> um, we were When we first began it, one of the things we're working on is a, a dark chocolate sea salt with some inclusion. So we're looking at blueberry and raspberry, different things. Ooh. And so the team, the QA team that's in place, what I said to him, I said, look, I'm, gonna, I'm looking for some that's dark chocolate sea salt. I go through my speech. They said, okay, we'll pop together. And it's called what's called table samples. So they actually put them in forms on the table and they cook individually, just like you would on the line, but you don't do it on the line. And so they sent me over a bunch of them and I tasted the first one. I went, oh, this is disgusting. And, and I, I remember I was on a call with them and I was like, guys, I, first of all, I don't even see this. Did the sea salt? And they went, sea salt? What's that? I said, sea salt. And I was like, and I showed them, I, went, I said, what did you put in this? They said, oh, we put table salt in it. What is salt? Yeah, why you want salted chocolate? I was like, no, no, we need sea salt. So going through it, so they're like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. So it's one of those things. So sometimes, and I say sometimes, one out of twenty times, you don't eat the chocolate. It was because they'll be they'll try something different. We've had some that we had with some dried apples, and it just gave it up. It was more the the, the taste was good, but I just didn't like the, the, the texture. texture. It was just so we went to uh, a much smaller apple that wasn't freeze-dried. And then at that point, you're like, okay, this is getting a lot better. So they try most of the time, the majority of the time they're spot on. But every once in a while, you'll shake your head and rub your temples and go, oh no, that's definitely not the right one. Yeah. But you've got some wonderful flavors now, right? I mean, you've got orange, you have mm-hmm. hazelnut macadamia. Yeah. We've got dark chocolate. So we've got, we do red dark chocolate, which is your standard dark, which is great. Red milk chocolate. We've got red milk chocolate with hazelnut and macadamia. We've got an extra dark chocolate. And actually, we also have a dark chocolate orange and almond. And this was, this launched last year. So is that the this blonde? is blonde. This is the blonde. So what is, is we, that like white chocolate? What is that? So, so we have uh, 11 global pads and this was our 11th pad. And this is caramelized white chocolate. So you think about caramel is sugar. We don't use sugar. We're no sugar at. So what we've done is we actually, we take milk from Holstein cows. And what we do is we whip it at a certain speed for a certain temperature and we pull out the lactose because those are natural sugars. And as a diabetic, I can have natural sugars. I can eat a piece of fruit, those kind of things. I just can't have refined sugars or added sugars. And so what we do is we pull that out and then we caramelize that and then we pour it onto a white chocolate base. So it actually, the chocolate itself becomes blonde. And it's, it's funny because there's there's nothing like in the world. We're the only ones in the world that do it. And it's funny because when people try it, they go, Man, I, I taste butterscotch. I'm like, there's no butterscotch in there. It's just your mind yeah. trying to say, well, what is it I'm eating? I this before. This is so cool. But so the mind plays tricks on you. But, you know, hey, if you think there's butterscotch, you like butterscotch. Because <laughs> believe me, if you, if you, I've never had a person, it's funny because I always ask. When they say, oh, it tastes a little butterscotch. I'm like, do you like butterscotch? Oh, I love butterscotch. Oh, yeah. oh then, good. So I'm like, okay, well, that's why your mind tastes butterscotch because they like it. So if it's if you don't like butterscotch, you'd never taste it because butterscotch is so intense of a flavor. Yeah. So yeah, so we've got some amazing flavors. And then we actually, it's funny, we have a praline. And this is one of my favorites. I told you, I've always got chocolate around me. Yeah. Me, we, are, we are too, believe me. So this is our praline. And what, okay. what I love about the praline so the idea is that it's just like a jewelry box. And I'm going to open this and you're going to see a lot of it's missing because I've been eating because I love it. <laughs> I and so when you get it, though, the praline itself is in the shape of a diamond. Beautiful. So, 
Yeah. So here in America, we call them truffles, mm-hmm. but in Europe and all, they're called pralines. So it's a diamond truffle. So it's milk chocolate. It'll have a coconut filling or a hazelnut filling. I like those because three of those are just over a hundred calories. So if I get up and walk out to the warehouse, I burn the calories. So yeah. no, it's for me, it's perfect because again, I'm an unapologetic chocoholic. I'll be the yeah. first one to it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. You know, exactly. It, it makes me feel good. But when, when times are tough, I have a little chocolate. When times are happy, I have a little chocolate. Yeah. When I'm relaxed and tired, guess what? I have a little chocolate. Sure. So how do you, yeah. I, I mean, back in the day, there was what, Hershey, Ghirardelli, Nestle. Now we've got a lot of artisan type chocolates. Mm-hmm. How do you get heard as red in, in such That's- a crowded marketplace now? That's an excellent question. And luckily for you, luckily, so it's funny because we saw the wave from the consumer saying, what, I don't really want what I've been having, or I don't want what my mom and dad had, or I don't want what I'm used to. And I want something a little different. But I really think that came from just uh, the opportunity from cable TV, whether it be the food network. And now you're starting to see different cultures and different ways that people are enjoying products that we never thought of. I mean, you think about the explosion of hot sauces. I remember three hot sauces. Now you go, there's 30 per shelf kind of thing. And so there's the opportunity if you've got something amazing that tastes great and it's everybody thinks to themselves, oh, my product is the best. Well, you better hope so because it's your product. I always tell people, get away from the table where everybody is being paid by the same person and go ask people who aren't there who are going to give you an honest opinion. And if they're telling you, yeah, this is great, well, then you, you may have something. And then it's a matter of just being able to have that message that's not a lie that makes sense and that resonates with people. We call it in our business, the value proposition. And what I mean by the value proposition, now it could be price. If I lined up 10 people, chances are I'd have seven different value propositions. One could say, oh, I love the price. This is for me. Myself, I need it to be, look, with no sugar. That's part of my value proposition. It's all the way down to, again, we're very visual as consumers. We enjoy the beauty of our products. Well, again, it's a shirt, a beautiful piece of chocolate. And so when you're able to satisfy those senses and you're able to give the value, the perception that you, that the person says, this is a value to me, it's really easy to get people on your side. Again, we've been here four years and we do millions of bars every single month. And it was really just from word of mouth and people saying, you know what? This really is good. But getting ourselves on the shelf where we need to be and working with amazing partners like Home Shopping. But again, working with somebody like Home Shopping Network, we went through a big process with them where they wanted to make sure what they were offering to their viewers truly was amazing European product. And so I think you got to have intestinal fortitude. You got to love what you're doing because you're going to hate most of your days when you're starting out. I tell people this all the time. I've been doing this a long time. So don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was prepared for a global pandemic, but I've been through a lot in my career. And so therefore I'm somewhat prepared. I always say I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I've been through, been through quite a bit, which makes me, you know, uh, understand. Experience. Experience. Exactly. And so through that experience, so somebody starting out, what you want to do actually is you just want to, you want to be able to, you know, you got to be able for people to be able to call you ugly. And what I mean by that is, because you'll go to people like, 
no, nah, I just don't like it. Well, it's not that they're calling you ugly, but you know, right. somebody who's been in that position, oh my God. They don't take it personally. They get yeah. it personal and you yeah. can't take it personal. It's, it may not be right for them. We've got data from millions of households and we know that 80% of the people that try red chocolate love red chocolate. Yeah. 20% don't. 20% will try and go, oh, okay, it's good, but I want my sugared chocolate and it's yeah. not for them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just, you can't satisfy everybody. And you just have to understand that. And the people that you can help and that you can satisfy, those are the people that you're excited to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And like they say, if, if, if they're not your people, you didn't want them anyway. You know what? <laughs> yeah. The thing of it is, people always ask me, so who's your target? Yeah. Somebody who wants a piece of chocolate has a couple of bucks in their pocket. Yeah. And hopefully we're exactly what they're looking for. If they're looking for a European crafted chocolate, if you're looking for non-GMO or kosher or gluten-free, then, then we're your chocolate yeah. for you. If you're not, oh, then. But I love that it tastes great and it's good for you. It, you know, or, I don't know if you can say good for you, but at least it's not bad for you. You know what? You know? So in our industry, they call it healthy chocolate. Yeah. I hate that term because there's no such thing as healthy chocolate. Well, that, that sounds you know? like cardboard anyway. Exactly. You know? So we call ourselves smart indulgence. So well, you're going like to that. indulge. You you should enjoy. I mean, the whole idea of indulging is to be able to enjoy it. So we're smart indulgence. And from that, we tell everybody, even with our products, eat in moderation. If yeah. You eat an entire bar. Yeah, yeah. One of our bars, a third of our bar is anywhere around 100, 110 calories. So that's a lot. And that's a serving. If you eat the whole bar, it's a lot of calories. But if you eat a serving, chances are, if you get up and walk out to your mailbox, you burn okay. half the calories. Well, and you have these wonderful, like, 100-calorie packets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those Which, are called grab-and-goes, and we love those. This happens to be our blonde that I have here. Told you. I always got chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I better start pulling from over here. Uh, but, yeah, no, so this is our grab-and-go. We've got that in multiple flavors, and you'll find that in convenience stores and yeah. online. And, and I love, love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only for convenience, because you can take it with you, but for somebody who's a chocoholic that can't stop eating it, if you open a big bar, I'm mm -hmm. eating the whole thing. So you give me a hundred calorie thing, I can stop at that. We call it portion control. We all yeah. need a little bit in our lives. Totally. I totally agree with you. I totally, because I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'll start and I'll open up my extra dark chocolate and I'll have four diamonds in it. And then I'll be grabbing something. I'm going to grab one more diamond. And before I know more. it, yeah. the entire bar is going. <laughs> and it's an hour later. I'm like, okay, well, that one's gone. I better grab another Dude, one. Where'd it go? Exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, somebody will bring in something that's funny. This morning we got in and we had a, a package waiting for us for one of our new products. So at 8.05 this morning, I had brand new chocolates that were sitting on my desk. And I'm like, okay, here we go. It's going to be another Monday. So we had a couple of folks in and we were trying some of the different products that we had. So trying to decide what we wanted to do next and what we wanted to change. So it's, you know, it's a great Monday. Good way to start. But I think if you eat chocolate as part of your work, it doesn't count. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell everybody that. Yeah. That seems, I don't know if they're going to agree with me, but I'm going to at least tell them that. I love that idea. Yeah. And if, I think if you keep your eyes closed, it doesn't count because you didn't go in. And also, like if you have a cookie and you break it open, the calories escape. That's true. So, no, I've heard that. I've heard that. I heard that <laughs> if, and I heard that if you open it up and you leave it for about 30 seconds, Literally all the calories are gone. Yeah. They just open to the air. And so you've got a calorie-free yeah. cookie. Uh, it's perfect. I, see, I love it.
<laughs> you and I met and never get in the same room together. We're I'm be <laughs> 400 pounds by the time we leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Glenn, I'm going to make sure that people have a link to where they can find red chocolate for sure. And, but before we leave completely, you have a story about losing your mother in Las Vegas that I need to hear. <laughs> so years and years ago, I actually had that whole Southwestern part of the United States as my responsibility. And I was living on the West Coast and my mom, who uh, at that point was about a, probably a 65-year-old Italian woman. She's about four foot 10, about uh, 85 pounds soaking wet. And so growing up Italian, every meal was two and three hours long. Dinner, Sundays, Saturdays, it didn't make a difference. There'd be a group of people and, and everything was good. So that's what I, I grew up with. And so I was out in, in Las Vegas and I invited my mom and my brother to come out and spend some time. I got two adjoining hotel rooms, nice and simple. My brother and I in one room, my mom had her own room, nice and nice. And so they fly in, I pick them up at the airport. We uh, go for dinner and we're having a really nice dinner. But my, my, my mom is doing a lot of fidgeting, right? And I'm like, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Why? I'm like, he's just seem fidgety. Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's good. And so we finished dinner we had coffee. She goes, are, are we done? I'm like, yeah, yes, we're done. <laughs> she takes off. I'm like, oh my God, something's wrong that I need to know about. So I look at my brother and I'm like, is everything okay with mom? What, what's going on? And he starts laughing. He goes, oh, you don't know. I said, why? She, he said, your mother has a gambling problem. I said, excuse me? She <laughs> said, and he didn't mean it like a gambler. What had happened was while I was born, an Indian casino had opened up. Her girlfriends would go on the bus up to the casino and they'd spend a couple hours and she really enjoyed the slots. Now, remember, she spent $50. That was a ton of money to her. Right. Like she was going to mortgage the house. But being in Vegas and it was her first time was just like overwhelming to her, right? So she takes off and she's gambling. And so my brother and I were sitting there, we finished dinner and we went and did a little gambling. And, you know, I went and I was going to meet with somebody and he said, okay, I'm going to finish up and I'm going to go to room. I probably got up to the room one o'clock in the morning. Now understand one o'clock in the morning, there's a two hour time difference. So it's three o'clock in the morning for my brother and my mother, because they just yeah. got in there. Late. And so I come in and I peek my head in the room, right? Enter a room and she's not there. Bed's not made or anything. So I wake, I go to my brother and say, Hey, Mom isn't back yet. He's like, oh. I'm like, she's not back. He goes, no, I, I, I thought she was with you. I'm like, no, with me. So he's like, okay, let me get dressed. So he gets dressed. We go downstairs and we were actually staying at the Luxor. And uh, we go run through the entire Luxor at the time. Again, it's just 30 years ago. And I don't see her. So I go up to the front desk. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you page? I give a name. And she's like, yeah, no problem. So she pages. And we're standing around looking at each other. Nothing. Standing around. Nothing. And now I start to get nervous. I'm like, this right. she, she's lost. Cause I'm thinking about this sweet little old Italian lady who nursed me. And I, yep. I've got the next worldwide world series of poker player as my mom. And so they, she never comes. So I, I had been in Las Vegas often. I got to know quite a few people there. And so I go over to security and I said, Hey, look, I'm looking for my mom. I give her a description oh. and it's big guy. And he's talking in it. And also he goes, uh, we found her. I said, oh, where's this? Follow me, right? We go back. She's in this far corner. She is playing eight slot machines and she's going in four. So I go, mom, now at this point, it's past two o'clock in the morning. So it's almost 4 a.m. for this woman. And she's been up all night, right? And she goes, but I'm winning. I'm like, mom, 
we got to go to bed. We we got a flight to catch in the morning. Oh, okay, okay. So we scoop up all the quarters because back then there were still quarters, right? right? She won a couple of dollars, but to her it was like $10 million, yes. right? And so we go back. I go, you want me to cash out your quarters? No, that's okay. Maybe I'll have some time in the morning. I'm like, well, we're going to grab breakfast and take off. Well, maybe I'll, just, I'll do it in the morning. Okay, fine. So I carry the coins up to her room, put them down. She's like, do you want to get some breakfast? I'm like, mom, I'm tired, honey. Go to bed. It's super in the morning. Go to bed, right? Okay, okay, okay. I fall asleep. My brother falls asleep. I wake up at about seven in the morning. I go in her room. She never went to bed. As soon as she knew we were asleep, she went back downstairs. He continued to gamble. I finally find her at about 7.30 in the morning. And I said to her mom, I said, we got a flight in an hour and a half. We got to leave. She's like, I'll buy us new tickets. I'm like, no. You're not. She it's, was hooked. She was hooked. She was hooked. So from that point on, I knew if I was going to Vegas, I had to keep a close watch on my mom. So yeah. Don't so, invite her. <laughs> so, so I lost my 65-year-old Italian mom in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, I didn't know if she was going to end up at one of the hotels on the craps table for all of right. us. But yeah, so so we found her and she won and she was happy and we had a oh, good time funny. and I had a good laugh. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, before I let you go, I always do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. So what, what's your favorite chocolate combination? So I like chocolate and peanut butter. That's yeah. one of my favorites. It's everybody's favorite. If I was just to grab a simple bar, I like my dark chocolate with orange and almonds. What I like to do is I like to take a, a diamond or two, and I like to throw it in some red wine. And that way <laughs> it intensifies. Yeah. And then once you finish the wine, you pop the chocolate in your mouth because European chocolate is like red wine. The whole idea is you got the base and then you got the different notes. And so with our almond and orange, you get that nice orange zest. And I don't like almond clusters, so I like it yeah. with nice pieces. So for me, chocolate and peanut butter. But if I'm going to go something grab and go, I'm going to do my dark chocolate, orange and almond. Love it. Okay. I know you do a lot of volunteer work. What's your favorite volunteer experience? So I got the opportunity actually to work with uh, a group out here that does uh, work with uh, battered women uh, and families. And so I've gotten the chance to uh, be a part of that and to help build safe spaces for people. I've been asked before, what is it What is it I would do if I wasn't doing what I was doing? Mm -hmm. I would be working somewhere within, in the legal system to help protect children's rights. Because you know what? There's, you talk about just a, a angelic means. Children, children start off beautiful and it's the people and the situation that surrounds them that kind of skews yeah. them in a different yeah. direction. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. If you had a wish list for a spokesperson for Red, who would it be? Uh, who would it be? A spokesperson for Red? I would say there's nobody in particular. I just want everybody that ate Red told two of their friends, you got to buy this. Because yeah. you know what, one of the things that I love is when I get to talk to people and they go, you know what? I told, I had a woman, she was, she actually has, she has issues with gluten and she hasn't been able to enjoy chocolate in years. And she's part of a, a group that is a gluten-free group up in her area. And she said, I saw you on the Home Shopping Network and you said gluten-free and my ears perked up. And so I tried it and it's amazing. The product is awesome. And I went and told all my girlfriends and so-and-so, she told me what it is. I'm like, wait a minute. I think I remember that name. And so I went back because it was just a, and a name. And, and sure enough, she had bought it from us on e-commerce. So I'm not looking for one person to say we're amazing. I want everybody. Say, yeah. I want a hundred million people say, you know what? You do a good job, guys. Yeah. That's way important to me. Yeah. Love it. 
Okay. I know you have traveled a lot of places. You mentioned part of your job. Is there somewhere you still want to travel that you have not been? Believe it or not, um, there is one place, and I'm actually getting a chance to go to it uh, in August, and that's Alaska. I have uh-huh. never been to Alaska. You know, I, I've been to most of the continents. I haven't been to Antarctica, but I've been to most of the continents. And, and I've been all over the United States, but I've never been to Alaska. My wife's been to Alaska, so her, I, and my boys who are in their mid-20s, were, we were able to sync up everybody's vacation. So we're going to go up there and spend some time because, you know what? I've seen glaciers and pictures, but I've never seen one up yeah. close. And I just want to see the beauty that is Alaska. And my wife has been telling me about it for 20 years. So I think it's about time. So Alaska is one of the places. I've been to the Middle East. I've been throughout China. I've been throughout Europe. But it's yeah. like I, I, I've met some amazing people and I've met some absolute knuckleheads. <laughs> You'll find that everywhere. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And usually I end by asking people what their favorite chocolate is. And I, I can't do that to you. So if not chocolate, do you have another guilty pleasure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If not chocolate, my guilty pleasure is pizza. Oh, That's my guilty okay. pleasure. I love a good slice of pizza. I'm a huge fan of, of pizza. I'm not really a deep dish guy. I'm more of a thin crust guy, but give me a good deep dish. We were in Chicago a couple of weeks ago and I had a phenomenal deep dish. So, but I'm more of a thin crust guy, but yeah, pizza is my other guilty pleasure. I love it. Well, Glenn, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, I never difficult to discuss chocolate, but learned a lot. And like I said, I, I've tried it. it. It's fantastic. I encourage everybody. Um, and we will put uh, a promo code actually in uh, the show notes as well and mention that so um, people can go out and try it. And uh, boy, I just, I wish you a great trip to Alaska. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know you probably want to run out and get some red chocolate for yourself. You can do that. Uh, Like Glenn said, they're in 12,000 stores in the U.S. But if you order online, and as I promised you in the beginning, we've got a promo code for you. All you have to do is enter your daily chocolate, all one word, and you'll get 10% off. And let me just tell you some of the chocolates that I've had from them that I love. So for those who don't like dairy, they actually have a chocolate made with oat milk and it's got almond and orange and it is delicious. They also have, for those that are dark chocolate lovers, a dark chocolate orange and almond. Obviously that's got dairy in it, but none of these have any sugar added. And for those who are milk chocolate lovers, this one is amazing. It's a hazelnut and macadamia milk chocolate. Check them all out. They've got grab and go packs too. So you can slip them in your backpack, your purse, your car, whatever, and eat them along the way. So good. And as he said, all the pleasure, none of the guilt. And I hope that this chocolate makes your day. It certainly makes mine. All right, be sure that you come back next week. I've got Joseph Stetter. He is the resume whisperer for all of you that are looking for a job for the first time, looking to change jobs, find yourself at the end of a career, still needing a job. He's got tips that you're gonna wanna hear about. So until then, have a great week.